Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week the gaming adventure hops to another dimension to put next-gen to the test in the PS5's intergalactic showpiece, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, where graphics and gameplay merge to form a great new experience. We've also got some news this week, even in post-E3 times. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. different new you know new 2b costume we both have it we're running it playing it regular yeah, stages I'm, gla- I'm glad we have that yeah and slime scraper you know people people tend to fall off a lot on that one but you and me usually are, are pretty good at it you know? usually towards the end and yeah usually like sometimes sometimes we mess up sure i oh i didn't mess up someone just picked me up and threw me off true that happens too Actually, somebody came at me, like, just standing on the last, like, moving thing before the end and was just pushing people off, and I was really irritated. But this was a different match. But this was a normal match. Yeah. I, I was going to go for the end, and then I caught something out the corner of my eye, something approaching me. And I was like, wait, what is that? I think we're both surprised. Oh, I'm very surprised. Cajun Fry's costume. This is not a joke. This is not, this is not like, a fake like alert this is real this is the real deal you know that fabled costume we've been talking about since the podcast started it's what started it and i'm like where are those occasion fries i need those occasion fries apparently this was a discord giveaway (laughs) back in may and wait back in may (laughs) see what what caught us so off guard is that I'm eliminated. I'm like, oh, I'm out. And then I'm just like looking at my phone because like waiting for the round to end so you can continue because you're right at the end. And I just hear you just say, what the? And I'm like, huh? You're just really surprised. Like something was really shocking. I'm like, what's going on? I look up and I just hear Cajun fries and I see what you're talking about because I'm watching you, obviously. And I see the guy walking on the moving platform. I threw a fit, a literal fit. I was like, what? I took five screenshots. I legit hit my share button and took five screenshots of that costume. I know. I was taking screenshots. I was taking pictures with my phone. I was tweeting Fall Guys. I was like, how? Where? When? Why? Who? More like the how and where. Yeah, how and where. Please point me in the right direction. So I I did some research and I found that, like, these are giveaways. These, like, alternate fast food costumes, like Lemon Freeze and the Fancy Burger and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was just, like, super upset that this wasn't, like, advertised on Fall Guys Twitter or something. So I guess I've been entering in to win the Cajun Fries a couple times. I have not won them yet, but let's just say, for something we've been talking about for this long, for it to not even, like, be announced on like the fall guys twitter is a bit surprising to me so they exist how serious are we with these cajun fries on the survey i mentioned put them cajun fries in there <laughs> put them in the game put them cajun fries in and it was just a shock and now i'm like now it's my mission in fall guys to to get the cajun fries it's the most important costume to me i really want it 
But I like that 2B costume, too. That's that good. is good. That was a good, good one. one. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the 2B costume. I'm also a big fan of the purple cardboard kaiju costume they have going right now. So I'm, mm, I as, of, it. as we're recording, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there as we're recording. <laughs> so. Ooh. Oh. Well, we're here on a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, our weekly gaming adventure. And it's post E3 blues, I guess, because there's not much news. So I, I, I scrounged up some stuff we could talk about. But before we get started, I'm your host, Daniel, here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How have you been this week, my friend? I've been pretty happy this week. I you know, uh, got to hang out with some people I've been hanging out for a while. Certain other things that you said that are life-changing and all that. Because it's not, it's not been a normal week, but uh, pretty much it's, it's all been positive. Yeah, that's good. How have you been? We all need that positivity. I've been okay. Um, Taking it easy, kind of. Actually, I've been having kind of a manic week in terms of games. So, yeah. We'll get <laughs> to it in games, but I played like a bunch of stuff this week for a very short amount of time. But we'll get to it. <laughs> Something I wanted to touch on before we started news this week is something that often happens to me. And I'm sure it happens to a lot of people out there when two games you want come out on the same day. Because this always happens to me. I think it, it happened to me with Game Builder Garage coming out on the same day as Ratchet and Clank and like Scarlet Nexus and Mario Golf. And I can't stand it when that happens. Like it happened with Jedi Fallen Order and Pokemon Shield, and I ended up pretty much ignoring Jedi Fallen Order for like two weeks while I played through Pokemon Shield at the time. So I really hate when that happens. Oh man, that's why you have to like pick and choose. You really do have to pick and choose what you are gonna pick up that week. Usually, there's not a lot of games coming at the same time. But an example of that was like Animal Crossing and Doom. Imagine, you yeah, that was the same the day too. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. And I was like, you know what? I pre-ordered Doom Digital so I could play it at midnight because I knew the next night I would be playing Animal Crossing all night. <laughs> but. It's like there's huge gaps in between games coming out a lot of the times. But then when a game finally comes out, it's like two of them. And that really bothers me. Like, mm-hmm. I know July 27th has Samurai Warriors 5, Neo the World Ends With You, and Great Ace Attorney Chronicles all on the same day. So, like, those aren't small games by any sense of the imagination. So I'm going to be like, maybe I'll just get Ace Attorney and hold off on the other two. Or I was just thinking about the first time this happened to me. And that's what... It, I, it got the wheels turning. I was like, the first time I ever remember this happening was Sonic Generations came out on the same day as Uncharted 3. And I was just so, so torn. <laughs> it was like November 2011 or something. Something that I don't think I've ever been torn between a game. I always know which one I'm going to pick over the other. I'm jealous of that skill. <laughs> I, I just, I just, not that I know, but I just, I like, I like, I would like this one more than the other for now. So I just picked this one up. It's like, dude, I think something even came out the same day as Pokemon Snap. I think Returnal came out the same day or something. So it's all, it always ends up being like that for me, and I really hate when that happens. But it happens. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of Sonic, we are recording this podcast episode on the day and date 30th anniversary of Sonic. And they had that Sonic Symphony today. Um, if you missed the live stream... Uh, anybody can go to the Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube channel and check it out. It's about two hours. It had half orchestral uh, performances of like the classic Sonic games and some of the modern ones. And then it had like the second half was all the like lyric songs, like the Shadow the Hedgehog theme and everything they did that. So 
uh yeah i think it's the 30th yeah it's the 30th anniversary of sonic today and i also believe it's the 20th anniversary of super monkey ball which is cool because that's also getting a a new release this year so a lot of stuff's been going through my head this week (laughs) since there's been a lack of news and just so much to look forward to but let's go ahead and get to some news abandoned Mm -hmm. is an upcoming ps5 exclusive that's had quite the week um People have thought that this could be another one of those fake game studios that ends up being Kojima and, like, Silent Hills. And certain, like, coincidences have been found, like, massive amounts of coincidences, like, translating the the employee's name from Japanese to Turkish and it saying, like, Hideo. So, I don't know. I don't think this is Silent Hills, but I really like when stuff like this happens because it's just so funny to see. Uh... One, I don't know. Most of those, you take it with a grain of salt. I don't think it would be that secretive. I I don't think so. I think they'd rather just not even have anything. Game. I don't think game companies would have secret codes like that, just openly and just be like, "Oh yeah, we're not so and so." This and that. It's like if Nintendo put on a fake mustache and we're like, "We're not Nintendo. This is a new platformer with the guy who's a plumber, and he just so yeah. happens to wear red." It's like no, like they want to do stuff like that intentionally. It's just so weird and bizarre. It's like this trailer that they showed. Oh, it's not in-game footage, and there's supposed to be some kind of app with trailers in it. I'm like, is this like more than they're letting on? Like, even though it's they're they're starting to tweet out that we're not Kojima or whatever, it just seems like such a weird thing. And and it ties in with the fact that Konami Store tweeted out that Silent Hill merch is coming, and somebody like on a forum like put the the text and drew a line down it to like center it and it looks like there could have been an s like was being hidden or something but it turns out that this is just like skateboards that are admittedly cool in t-shirts so hey man silent hills is just a weird thing like everybody seems to like it but Mm -hmm. only when there's news about it because i don't usually hear people like talking about or praising silent hill all that much i mean it's only sometimes like silent hill too but Yeah. yeah the originals so i just thought that was an interesting thing that's been going on kind of like an online arg type thing um well i'm sure the game will get revealed at a state of play or something now another thing that's been floating around on gaming sites is that uh ea play is going to be happening on july 22nd and i usually don't really go for the ea plays or ea live events because i've i've fallen out of really liking their games or enjoying them but uh, Motive, the company that did Star Wars Squadrons, are apparently working on a revival of a IP at EA, and this is probably going to be Dead Space. So we're probably going to get news on the new Dead Space. I think the only Dead Space I've ever played was two, and I think I only got to like halfway of it. Have you played any of the Dead Space games? I've not played it, but I've I've heard that they're great, except maybe the third one because that was kind of like the genesis of this like a lot of these live servicey type ideas it was great i think you can look at it like the movie the alien franchise where the first one's a horror movie and the second one's like an action movie two does have horror elements but like exactly like the first second aliens but or aliens but way more action i think it's that type of scenario it's always been a highly praised series at least the first two And it's another one of those ones that, like, in the survival horror space, it's like people have been talking about it lately. People have been wanting it. I remember uh, Callisto Protocol was, like, 
some people that worked on Dead Space or something and people thought it was going to be a new Dead Space, but now there might actually be a new Dead Space. So it's always interesting to think about stuff like that. And actually, what you said leads us on to the next little story we got this week. Hmm. Um, in that Alien was a horror movie, but Aliens is an action movie. Well, Alien Isolation was a horror game, but Aliens Fireteam Elite is an action game. It, it got a new trailer today and a release date. It's coming out on August 24th? 24th or 25th. I'm happy to say that it's only going to be $40. And of all the horde mode or co-op like PvE shooters that I've seen from Back for Blood to Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction and even uh, the Evil Dead game, this one actually looks like the most fun. The, the new trailer really kind of sells me on it. It really looks cool. It kind of looks double A, but like a good double A. I, I like the Alien franchise. I really do. I like the lore about it and the amount of like enemies they can make out of it. I would really yeah. like that type of like horde game style. So I'm glad this is kind of happening. Yeah, th- this one looks really good just based on the trailer. And I this one just shot up in, in interest today. It's it's coming relatively soon. It's going to be on PS5. It's not going to be a full-priced game. It's hitting all the boxes. And it, and the fact that it looks fun is, is a bonus at this point. So speaking of aliens, it's, it looks pretty good. And we'll, we'll see how it... Uh, Maybe they'll have, like, an open beta or something, like they've been doing with a lot of these games. In other news, Cyberpunk has returned to the PlayStation Store. But Sony kind of has this little warning to maybe not get it for a a regular PS4. (laughs) I think Cyberpunk, even on... I, I say even it running on your highest PC, it's not what was... Not promised or not even what how it presented itself i think people were mis not misled but i think they were thinking it was one certain game when it's completely another um it was such a big idea it was such a big project yeah we we kind of talked about this back before the game even came out like cyberpunk's a first person shooter rpg it's it's got a lot of the trappings of say like a skyrim or a witcher even um it's not just a straight up first person shooter open world thing it's it's a whole rpg with lots of customization and and all that but um still not quite there on on the regular consoles because sony has to issue this warning now i played cyberpunk earlier this year for about an hour maybe two hours uh it's not my favorite opening and i don't know if i'm if i felt it or not what i will give them props for is that i made my character look really cool but it's a first person game Mm, that's that's the problem uh look at fortnite even though you know how we feel about that game you know we we don't like battle royales there's like skins and all that they're amazing because it's a third person game so you get to see what you paid for and you know all this other stuff but when you put third first person games that's such a hard sell man you're just like i don't even see the character yeah i was thinking about things like you know the some of the games you play siege and overwatch and some of the games i've played recently like battlefield 5 um do the cosmetics really matter no it's (laughs) like you can't enjoy them it's like how my man ocelot said engravings have no tactical advantage whatsoever and i've always kind of kept that like that's kind of true like skins are cool but 
they don't make you better at the game. They don't have any advantage. Unless, obviously, it's a very controversial skin. There's some skins that do camouflage better than other skins. So I can see that type of, like, yeah, yeah that's actually a, a like a pay-to-win system. But most of the yeah. time, you're buying, like, the really bright, lavish, like, skins that the character makes them look all, like, good and shiny and all, like, like glowing and all that. So it's kind of, like, a disadvantage at some points. It's, it's why I always thought Fall Guys was great at this, because you're seeing everything you're seeing both they're simple skins you're seeing all of it you can customize them and switch them up i think it's the and, and you get to see it that's the most important thing like you told me about the jill uh, valentine costume on siege and i'm like that's great but how to how how are you as the individual wearing this skin going to be able to enjoy that yeah i think even with overwatch i asked my friends what they would want because i'm like they can see my skin but i wouldn't most of the time, I think yeah. there's a certain. I was like, I, oh, they all like this one, so I, and I was like, it's pretty cool, so I'll get it. That's my view on just like skins. Like, if it's not a third person game, it's kind of a waste if you have to pay for it. Oh, that being said, my character in Cyberpunk looks really cool, and if I ever play that game again, which there's a possibility I might, and there's a possibility I might not, at least I'll have a cool character. Anyway, little little couple little things we got this week: Grand Theft Auto Five, PS3 servers. Those are mm. finally, I well. I don't want to say finally, unfortunately, shutting down after, what, eight years now? Yeah, GTA 5 came out in 2013. Yeah. So I was I was still little. That's how crazy it is that kids that were little are now adults, and that game is still going. Yeah, exactly. I actually remember coming over to you guys' house and, and playing it when it came out. Oh, yeah, but... um. What what really just like I guess the worst part about this is whole like yeah they, they save money on the servers and have to run it. There's a lot of people that still play PS3s because online is free. There's a lot of like a, adults and teachers that still play those like Call of Duties and Grand Theft Auto, and they're just like yeah. why? Because it's like oh the online's free. You know I don't have time to really put that much time into a certain game, and they don't see any reason to buy online. They're just like I'll just play the PS3. It's free. It's like twenty bucks for a console sometimes, and you can get like good games for like five bucks a pop. Yeah, the PS3 has a great library. That's unfortunately a lot of it's stuck on there at this point. Yeah, uh, something like Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, twisted metal if you look at xbox their most used consoles would be the original and then like the one or the i guess their series x because the series x can play 360 and also somewhat uh, like original xbox games but you would want the original xbox for certain games that are way more prevalent on that platform they are on the series x but playstation you have to have a ps3 and also a ps5 because ps3 if you get if you're lucky enough, you get that original, you know, plays PS2 and PS1 games, you're good. But yeah, those PS3 games, I th- really do hope they re-release some of those on PS4 as like Me definitive too. editions. I mean, there's always PlayStation Now, but a lot of times that's super unreliable, as we know from my experiences playing, say, uh, Force Unleashed One and Two, and like Split Second through PlayStation Now. It's 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 not the most reliable thing if your internet is not like fiber optics or something. So it, it's always kind of a shame to see, which that's I don't a lot know of people. what it is with servers going down. <laughs> that's a lot of people. People assume that that online, that digital is going to be the, there's still a lot of people that don't have that great of internet because of where they yeah. live. There's a lot of reasons why. So physical media like that, like I said, PS3, you can't really stream it on PS4 because some people won't be able to even stream it. And it's, it's like, 
re-releasing some favorites, MGS4, Final Fantasy 13, 13 2, Metal Gear Rising would be great to have on the PS5. Yeah. Um, I'm all, for, I'm all for these games being re-released. A definitive oh, edition, yeah, of course. like, for PS4, We cannot that forget great. that. Yeah. yeah. With Undead Nightmare. Ooh. Oh. And, and you know it always gets me sad when a server closes down because it reminds me of Uncharted 2 or Twisted Metal or stuff like yeah. that. Really, like, deep cuts. <laughs> oh. So... This past, like, couple weeks, there was a new Switch firmware update. This is a quick thing that seemed to prevent downloads from happening. So I noticed this when I was trying to patch, um, I'm forgetting what game I was trying to patch. I think it was Game Builder Garage. And you have to, like, restart the download, like, a bunch of times and hope that it worked. They've apparently fixed this right now, but I hate that stuff like that can actually happen. I don't know, just a, an irritation, I guess. I remember... I was playing. I, the thing was updates. I don't think I've had a negative experience. The only one that's recent memories when a PS5 updated, and for some reason their 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 like network was down. I don't know why, mm. but for a little bit. But that's oh, that was really a while weird. back, right? That yeah. was like a month ago. Yeah, that was like a month. That was my most recent memory. I haven't really had terrible, but for that to happen, an update, and then for it to mess up the download, that's when like those are. I'm just like, man, that kind of, I don't know. It it's one of those things that how can something be overlooked but i guess i mean it happens it's not that you yeah. know they're not going to fix it but for those who have to wait like i guess the two hours when whatever was you know whatever system was down it kind of does you know suck because maybe you only have those like two hours to play a game and I, yeah i think for this they had a like they had like revoked the patch and then like put out a new version of, of it of the switch firmware and yeah. it still was doing it for some people including myself and i think this happened like right when the new fortnite season launched so you kind of probably mm. had a bunch of people saying why can't i download this new update uh mm-hmm. fortnite or something so probably yeah. um i i think it's resolved by now same thing with a a, a certain avengers patch that was doing some not great stuff on the on the PS5 version yesterday. I believe that that's fixed. The Avengers Twitter should have uh, information on that, but it wasn't it wasn't great from what I was reading. So anyway, in happier news, we don't talk about Minecraft all that much here, or I don't. I mean, you you play it more than I do, but I'm interested in this. Sonic the Hedgehog dropped a whole skin and level pack with like legitimate 3D Sonic levels in Minecraft <laughs> this hmm. week. Oh, I don't know if you've seen it in action yet, but no. it looks amazing. It looks amazing. You can play as Knuckles and do some like 3D Sonic stages. It looks really cool for what it, what it is. The one I've always wanted to try was the Jurassic World the collab that they did. Oh, yeah. I wish they would just let you play regular Minecraft, but with the Jurassic World patch, so like the dinosaurs are in the world, as so you can like yeah. run into them. So that it's like a separate cool. thing there, too? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a separate thing. I don't think you can use the regular patches on the regular game. You have to use a certain mode for the certain Jurassic World collab. Oh. Did they um do a Star Wars one too, right? I believe... They pretty much have done everything at this point. I believe so. Yeah. But, man, I was just watching some streamers play that Sonic one. I was like, do I want to bust out my copy of Minecraft and put $8 down for this Sonic pack? I mean, incredible. Minecraft is great. <laughs> Minecraft is really great. I en- I enjoy Minecraft a lot. I don't disagree that it's great, but I have the same problem with it as I have with No Man's Sky in that when I don't have an objective, I start to like dwindle off and want to do something else. So yeah, it's one. Of, it is one of those games you have to give yourself an objective. Like, okay, I'm gonna build a house. Okay, I'm gonna do yeah. this and do that. It's one of those. So 
the one thing I will say that Minecraft needs to really work on are just certain things that should be in the game by now. I think nah. there's been a period from the release date to, I would say, like 2015 when there wasn't a lot of major updates. Like, now, yeah, they're doing it, but they really need to, like, not obviously speed it and makes it, you know, crunch it, but just add more and just keep the, you know, the fan base telling, like, yeah, we're working on this, we're working on that. Just keep us informed of certain things that either they're for sure putting in or they want to know if we would like to be in it yeah it, it seems like they get like pretty sizable updates like once a year like i know they're doing caves and cliffs uh later this year to kind of flesh those out but yeah i think they they, they keep it steady maybe not as steady as certain people want it to be but for what it what it is i mean i i've not scratched the surface of minecraft as you know but um it's just exciting when something like this happens but yeah i i think i'll give it another go at some point i say this a lot and i do often give it a go but i one, think one day it'll stick i'm sure i think because we got a really I, we tried it, i think because we got we had a bad seed we started off in a pretty weird area we need to try to get a good area we did make it work though we, we made the area we had work but yeah we, we can always reset a world or something it's it's minecraft you can just start a new world <laughs> Anyway, Final Fantasy is getting an animated series based on Final Fantasy IX. What a weird one to choose. <laughs> That's the one that looks all, like, not realistic and, like, chibi almost. And then I started thinking, you know, they could make another game into an animated series. What, what game would you want to see as an animated series? I'd want to see um, Astral Chain as an animated series. Is this sticking to only Final Fantasy games or just any game? Any game. Huh. If I had to choose a game right now as a TV show, as a series, either animation or live action, I have to think on that one. Fall Guys? Fall Guys the animation? Oh, yeah. Fall Guys the animation? That would actually be awesome. Siege would be pretty cool. Their their universe is pretty interesting, so a whole animated series on that would be pretty cool. Oh, Rainbow Six Siege? Overwatch, I think, would be an obvious one. They have interesting characters. They could really do a lot with that one. Well, they kind of have their animated, like, shorts, so that's kind P5. of, like, almost there. Yeah, P- oh, P5 has an anime. Make it a movie. Ooh, yeah. But, um, for me, Astral Chain <laughs> being, like, JoJo, except, like, hype, like, realis- like realistic almost, but, like, yeah. uh, a, like, a, like, a weird version of JoJo. <laughs> but Final Fantasy IX, to me, that's an odd choice. Uh, maybe I'll check it out, but, hey, why not Final Fantasy thirteen if you're gonna do an animated series? I guess I mean I'm, I might be the only one that, that would be in favor of that, but well. <laughs> anyway, a couple more things this week. Little quick things. Tekken uh, Cross Street Fighter is apparently not happening, but then Harada kind of corrected that and said it's pending. Apparently, as opposed to being canceled. Uh, well, is this game ever going to come out, Robert? Mm. <laughs> in my honest opinion. The street, the street Fighter cross Tekken, obviously Street Fighter style with Tekken characters involved into it, didn't work out because there's just a lot of things that shouldn't have happened. A lot of just like, I don't know, there's just so much of it that I think they didn't like. They could redo that one. I think the way I see it, Tekken and Street Fighter are at their peak right now. Tekken 7 is good. Yeah. It's great. It's still updating it, and it was just, it came back to the whole esports scene and people were playing it a lot it's good it's very popular um street fighter 5 same thing i think it honestly it's as speak i've played like two three all of those and i think five is honestly the part of the best it's ever been 
No, oh, so course. if they were to take that mentality of that development in five and Tekken and put it into one game, it could work. I can see it, but they just can't have gimmicks. I think they need to have it as simple as a Tekken game should be because, like I said, the last one was a Street Fighter fighting style game with Tekken characters. This one's obviously should be a Tekken fighter style with Street Fighter characters. Yeah, that's gonna be a little difficult, but I mean they added Akuma and Tekken, so you never know. They can make yeah. it work. To me, what seems like it would be the hardest thing to do is to get somebody who's used to playing a 2d fighter like street fighter and transitioning them over to that 3d style because it doesn't always it's not always super easy like i can't play tekken it's very slow to me and a little like it movement feels cumbersome i know it's not if you know what you're doing but just as a as somebody who gave it a go once um, it's a little cumbersome um but i feel the same way with soul caliber dead or alive maybe to a lesser extent yeah it, it's different because i played tekken sense 2 i played tekken sense in the arcade uh yeah. tekken 2 played it at like pizzerias and stuff like that so i'm used to the tekken and all that because the skills kind of you know go over they don't really change that much tekken's always yeah. been tekken since day one street fighter is a different story so it could be one of the things that they might have to change it and so it might make some street fighter people uncomfortable with yeah it. i always liked how the original Street Fighter X Tekken looked, um, I thought it always looked cool, uh, but <laughs> I was never a fan of those tag fighters. We've, we've talked about mm-hmm. this. I'm not a huge fan of tag fighters. I'm, I'm more of a 1v1 traditional, like, e- even on Skullgirls, I'll, I'll, ch- I'll elect to have one strong character when I play Skullgirls, so. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's the Tekken X Street Fighter update. <laughs> I think since you mentioned Skullgirls, I think they should have an option where if you just want it 1v1, they should just make it 1v1. Yeah. Always have that option. Some people really don't like the 1v1. Like, even Tekken Tag 2, they have the option just to 1v1. You don't have to tag on that game. Yeah, that's why Skullgirls is cool, because you can you can choose to have three characters, you can choose to have one, but I do wish there was, like, a way to restrict that. I Actually, there might be. I haven't played in a while, but I'm a 1v1 type of type of fighter. Anyway, Borderlands movie. It's finished production, and we saw what Claptrap looks like. I don't know if you've seen this picture, but... Um, okay. I think this might be it. Okay, yeah. I see I see him. Yeah. It looks like Claptrap. <laughs> it Shocker, actually, right? yeah. It looks exactly <laughs> like him. I'm. That's pretty good. Actually, yeah, I was pretty impressed by it. Like... The conceit of that was sarcasm, but in all honesty, it does look like Claptrap's supposed to look. It, so, color me impressed. It looks like <laughs> Claptrap. Um, yeah. My thing is, this looks more like Borderlands 3 Claptrap. Mm. Like I said, it's such a weird thing how Claptrap... It, it, as in, we got to figure out what type of timeline and what type of story they're going. Because this looks like Borderlands 3 Claptrap. They use that model. Yeah. This is continues to be a movie I'm just so fascinated with. Like, we've got no look at any of the other characters, even though we had, like, ten minutes of, like, set footage um, from the Gearbox E3 show. So, it, it, give me some stills. Like, Entertainment Weekly, give me some stills. Or, or throw us a teaser or some concept art or a poster or something like that. Just show me something more than what I already expect to look like. Claptrap, right? Oh, Yeah. And the last thing we got on the news this week is that they had this new commercial for Lego Mario and Luigi sets where there's like the airship one. And I just thought the commercial was like all kinds of fever dream. Like like it had these 
two girls playing with the Mario and Luigi Legos and they were like doing like interpretive dance and everything. I thought, was, I want a Lego Luigi. <laughs> I want a Lego. I, 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 what would it want a Lego version of some Luigi? Huh. Um, I don't know. Actually. Oh, I would. I would love a Lego Daisy, but that's just because I'm a huge Daisy fan. Giga Bowser. Big Giga Bowser Lego set, eight thousand yeah. pieces. Lego store exclusive. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Or Lego Knuckles. Hey. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Lego Knuckles. Nah, don't talk about Knuckles. He's Hollywood. Uh, you don't talk about Knuckles. He really is Hollywood. <laughs> anyway, I also have a Nintendo Direct rumor right in front of me. This one's sponsored by Markers on the Map Presents Trial by Energy Drink. Surprise, surprise. This week's flavor is Reload Raspberry. It's for a little game called Serial Warriors Legends. Breakfast is in danger in the newest installment of the Warriors franchise. When healthy choices like avocado toast eggs, protein shakes, and more threaten the sugary blast of excellence that is a scrumptious bowl full of marshmallow-riddled glucose bites, one group is stepping up to reclaim true glory in the realm of a morning meal, or a night, if you're so inclined. Get your milk and your light-up lightsaber spoon ready because it's time to go to work in Serial Warriors Legends. Quisp leads the ragtag bunch of menacing mascots with sci-fi lasers, sure to show healthy eating who's really boss. Uses special abilities to open the fabric of space-time and unleashes armada of extraterrestrials upon unsuspecting foes. And how can we forget Quake? Using his mighty fist, Quake bashes and brawls his way through the horde of health that stands before him. Now let's get modern as Toucan Sam flies his way through stages using his colorful loops to trap enemies with a variety of status ailments. Tony the Tiger wields the might of every sport as he materializes basketballs, soccer balls, and more from the nether realm to dominate his opponents with devastating attacks. Giant combinations, like a kale omelette got you stuck, use snap, crackle, and pop's ultimate ability to combine the three into a mighty being and blast the giant enemy with cereal bars full of marshmallowy goodness. And Fred Flintstone rides in on a steed Dino to spin and cause madness, toppling hundreds of enemies in our path. We can't forget the one-man hurricane, the honeycomb monster, spinning and causing havoc is the game's quickest character. We also got Lucky the Leprechaun, who beats enemies with a random shape each press of the attack button, and the Tricks Rabbit, because tricks ju aren't just for kids, they're for everyone. There's many more to see, including unlockable favorites like Captain Crunch, as well as cereal mascot sidekicks like the Crunchberry Beast. Find hidden cereal boxes around stages and dropped by enemies for the special surprise inside. New weapons! Customize your mascots with new outfits and level up and sell weapons to craft the ultimate army of sugary fun. Plus, be on the lookout for upcoming DLC purchases, with Wave 1 being the Monster Serial Story and Character Pack, featuring at least 5 new characters and over 10 new story chapters. Reclaim what's yours in Serial Warriors Legends, a sweet and addictive new game, part of a balanced Nintendo Switch breakfast. So so the first thing I thought of when I read this rumor is that these serial mascots really lend themselves to the gameplay of a Warriors game, and I'm completely down with this. Yeah, I'm up for it. The only thing that I would say is a disappointment that I see is that uh, Reese's Puff is my favorite serial. So I don't know how they would interpret that into the game. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. Well, you know how a Warriors game will have, like, joke characters sometimes? Like, or characters that, like, just 
don't make sense. Like Hyrule Warriors has, and mm-hmm. uh, this might be spoilers, so for the next 10 seconds, the great fairies are playable. Um, mm. And they're giant, like a giant character. And don't really make sense in the context of the game. Maybe for Reese's Puffs, they could have like, like a giant Reese's Cup with like a gun that shoots Reese's Puffs at like oh. corn on the cob or something. That will be funny. I would actually now. No, I'm interested. I'm way more interested in it now. But I was just thinking, these serial mascots really do lend themselves to the Warriors style. Like, Fred Flintstone could, like, ride on Dino and they could do, like, a spinning move, kind of like the Master Cycle in Age of Calamity. Or, like, the like Quake could be your, like, melee-based character just punching through the horde of enemies. Uh, the, the Honeycomb Monster, of course, sounding like Donnie from Wild Thornberries, could just do, like, Tasmanian Devil-esque spin moves to, like... All of it cool. Warriors is all about knocking out hundreds of enemies in a couple of seconds. So, and and look, there's so many serial mascots. There's just so much room for DLC purchases, like the monster cereals. Count Chocula. Come on, who doesn't want to play as Count Chocula? Count Chocula. <laughs> I'm more of a Booberry yeah. fan, but <laughs> yeah, I say they had Booberry in that one. They say five characters, so I'm expecting Fruity Yummy Mummy to show up, which was my favorite monster cereal. It's like an orange cream, so good. Um. And, and I'm thinking costumes and cosmetics, they could be, like, classic versions of the characters. Or, like, new characters could be, like, older mascots of certain serials. Because some serials have changed mascots over the years. So, yeah, honestly, sounds like a genius game to me. <laughs> sounds like one of those games I want to happen. The sky's the limit. Anything could be possible with this one. Yeah. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good one. A good rumor. Make it happen in the next Direct, Nintendo. Make it happen. All right. So... Shall we talk about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? Yeah, I think, more, rephrase it, you should be talking about it because you played it all yeah, the way through yeah. and it. <laughs> First of all, fantastic game. Uh, I highly recommend it if you have a PlayStation 5. Now, full disclosure on my thought process. As an early ad- adopter of PS5, I'm of the opinion that I personally want to play as many, like, things that aren't cross-gen as possible in the first year to kind of, you know, see what what the future can potentially be like. So things like Returnal and Ratchet & Clank, I I will be there day one for those. Um, There's not many straight-up PS5 games that are coming out this year, so I kind of want to make sure I'm, I'm playing those for my own personal curiosity and satisfaction having the the console so ratchet and clank rift apart is i i think it might be like the eighth in the mainline series you don't have to play any of the other ratchet and clank games to um, oh no yeah to enjoy this one as a matter of reboot oh yeah yeah yeah. it was not that long ago yeah so this is i think a new timeline yeah it might be but i also heard that this is a, a sequel to into the nexus which was the last ps3 three game and the reboot one was just technically like a movie tie-in like kind of remake of the first but it it really doesn't matter because you can hop into this game and you won't have any trouble like following the plot or anything there might be a reference Uh here or there but there's a reference in everything just just getting that out of the way from start to finish this game was an absolute blast and I'll I'll remark about the graphics in a bit but let's just let's go gameplay first we we rarely do that so it's a triple A third person platform shooter. It's a genre that's not the most popular genre anymore. It used to be a lot more prevalent, like the the PS2 days when Ratchet and Clank 
first came out. So yeah. right off the bat, it's much like Returnal. It's a genre that's not new like Returnal in the AAA space, but it's one that's not really explored in the AAA space anymore. And you've got Ratchet and Clank. They've got their wrench that you could do a melee attack with, but the, the focus the game wants you to have is on getting one of the, I believe, 20 new weapons and leveling those weapons up, unlocking upgrades for them. Uh, the haptics are really cool. Like, it's it's that returnal thing of, like, half trigger press and full trigger press, and they'll have different effects. The controller will vibrate and... The, the triggers will like bump up and down like in Astro's Playroom. There's even a weapon called the Pixelizer, which turns enemies into 16-bit, both in visuals and in sound. And when you hold the, uh, the aim button for that, the haptics themselves will play a song. Like you, it sounds like a song is coming from the controller, and it is, but not from the speaker. It's coming from the rumble. It's really cool. Um, other than that, the weapons are... They vary from really standard to very interesting. There is, you know, there's a rocket launcher, um, but then there's a there's a thing called a ricochet where you shoot this rocket at an enemy and you keep pressing the uh, button as it hits it and it'll just ricochet between enemies. There's doom blades, which is a really cool one that I think it, I remember from one of the older ones. Um, there is the glove of doom which spawns like little robot like dog things to <laughs> attack your your enemies and they'll like home in on them and everything there's a weapon you can unlock that will um teleport other playstation franchises into your game <laughs> like you, you shoot it and like the like the robot animals from horizon will drop into your game it's kind of cool i found no jack and daxter yeah i found jack and daxter <laughs> no way I took a screenshot of it. I found Sly Cooper. Um, there's a thing from Sunset Overdrive in there too, which isn't even a PlayStation that's pretty, game. That's <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So, and there's there's a few other cool weapons. There's one that turns your enemies into like blocks of ice, and every every weapon has a different feel. And when you freeze the enemies with a block of ice and you melee them, the controller will give you like a, the feeling of like a wrench hitting ice. It'll make like a really sharp like movement. Um, so there's stuff like that. Um, the platforming is fun. Movement is a little stifled at the beginning, but that's because they give you these really cool rocket boots that feel next-gen to me because the movement is so sleek on them, where you just, like, bust around doing, like, really quick turns and, like, all sorts of crazy flips and stunts. I really like it. Um, it's also a good part to, to mention that the game itself did not have not one loading screen the entire time not one instance of loading i was very impressed because it's running at a full like 4k 60 or whatever um performance mode runs at um and you can also do performance with ray tracing which will tank the resolution a little bit but not much or a full-on 4k 30 frames with ray tracing enabled for the highest biggest graphics i think there's been on a video game at this point and with you know it's got realistic fur the reflections are like real reflections like you turn and you'll see a different thing being it's like crazy like how much went into i'd love to play this on a, a 4k tv at some point plot has actually was really good uh i laughed literally laughed out loud many times during this um i've heard that the writing on this has been way better than a lot of the other ratchet and clank games because i've not played a bunch of them 
which is why I think this might feel like such a good experience for me. I'm not like jaded on the concept of a third person, like a, like a collect-a-thon game like this. But this one in particular, just the jokes were good. The feels were good. The characters were good. There's a, a character that they did not show in any of the uh, trailers or promotional material that shows up later that is very great. And if, if you're at all interested in this game, I, I suggest to anyone listening not to look up who this character is. You can probably guess it it's, but because it's probably pretty obvious. But if you don't, then just play the game. The enemy variety is... It's fine. It's not the best enemy variety, I think. There's a couple of factions with a couple of enemy types in each. And the boss battles were fine, but I was more in it for the spectacle of it all. The set pieces are really good right from the start. There's that part they showed at E3, or no, at the um, the PS5 reveal, where they're zapping through all the dimensions. Um, uh-huh. And if you remember, there was kind of like a little bit of a stutter when they originally showed that. It's completely gone now. Um, there's not a stutter or a load in that game, as far as I can tell. And I was being like, I was looking for it. I was like, there's got to be something, but no. As a matter of fact, one of the more impressive things in that game is a planet called Blizzar Prime, where there's these Blizzon crystals that are scattered in the planet. And you go on, it's very, like, the planet's been destroyed. It's like a low-gravity uh, outdoor area. Yeah, like it like it looks like there's asteroids all around. You walk up to the crystal, you hit it. Instantly, the game changes into a fully realized planet. It just, you hit it, and the screen goes... <laughs> and it does this, like, wave thing, and all it right. turns into, like, a whole other thing. And um, apparently from the Digital Foundry video, they said that the only thing that's sti- that's carried over in the system memory is rivet and clank um the character model like everything else gets changed in that instance which is one of the reasons that this game wouldn't work on the on the ps4 because you need Mm -hmm. the ssd to actually achieve what they've done here so that's really cool to think about i I was gonna say true next gen gaming yeah so this is one i honestly couldn't see this isn't like godfall where they could port it to ps4 this is I mean, sure, you could probably port it, but you'd be losing a lot of the, like, wow factor. Like, you could probably port any game that's being made right now, but you'd, you'd have to have a loading screen in between when you hit that crystal, and you have to hit them so many times on that planet that it's just, why? Why even bother at that point? Yeah. Um, as far as particle effects go, they're they're up there with, say, your Returnal, your Ghost of Tsushima... Even Infamous 2, which to this day saw some of the greatest particle effects on, on PlayStation, they're, they're up there with that. I like this game's approach to collectibles because mm-hmm. y- you can... Basically, you have cosmetic armor that's in-game. You don't have to buy it or anything. Um, helmets, body pieces, and pants. You can mix and match any sets you want. You can change the color of all of them. I think there's like 20 colors for each one, and they're all like two-tone, so that's really cool. Here's another cool thing about the cosmetics. They grant you bonuses when you get a full set, but here's what I like. When you complete a set, those bonuses are automatically applied without you having to wear the armor. So if you don't want to have to wear a certain armor to get that bonus, you don't have to. It just gives you the bonus. I'm like, that's really cool. (laughs) 
Oh, actually, that's really cool. Actually, now you said that's actually see more games need to do that. I know if I, if there's armor I, bonuses, more like games need to do. Let that. me use the armor I want, but give me the bonuses. I really like that. I, I know that I really do like that. Actually, that's actually really good. It's kind of like the um, layered armor in Monster Hunter, where you can craft a set of armor that you think looks cool and wear it over the armor with the skills you want. Except this just this doesn't have any extra steps to it. You find the armor, you get this, you get the bonus, and you can wear whatever armor you want. Don't wear a helmet if you don't want to wear a helmet, basically. And then we have the gold bolts, which are like your Lego Star Wars-esque, like, cheat codes or, like, secret, like, modes or something, like big head mode. You can find 25 of these. You can change the, you can change, like, Rivet's hammer into a sword, or you can change Ratchet's uh, wrench into, like, a key blade, basically, a giant key. You can change the bolts that you collect into the soda cans from Sunset Overdrive, where you can change them into jewels and stuff, like rainbow jewels just flying through the air en masse, just like floating into you. Um, You can have it to where you knock the enemies really far when you hit them. You can have confetti explode out of enemies' heads when you get headshots. You can do big head mode. You can do little head mode. You can change the game to black and white. You can change it to sepia. Um, you can make it look like an old VHS movie. You can make it look like a PS1 game, <laughs> which is really hard to kind of like visualize what's going on when you when you get into that mode. But it looks like straight mm-hmm. up Crash Bandicoot running on a CRT TV when you do it like that. So, um, oh man, there's like a lot of unlockable stuff. Like you can even unlock unlimited ammo and unlimited health before you even beat the game. And I did. I didn't. I didn't use it until um, like the tail end of my second playthrough when I was just grinding up the, all the Omega weapons to level ten. But uh, you can you can unlock uh, infinite health and ammo before you even finish the game. So I mean, the villain is great. Doctor Nefarious is great. Uh, the the characters are charming. The plot was very well done. The voice acting is some of the best I've heard in in a game. Uh, it looks like a Pixar movie that you just play and the in-engine graphics are are seamless and it's a great experience overall i think this is one of the best games i've ever played it's just i i talk about this a lot outside of the podcast even i say sometimes you just want a really fun game like can i rate the game based on smiles per minute basically it's like it's like that so i would say the drawback here is that yeah it's expensive i even bought a digital to save some money uh and it's not super long i got the platinum on it in like what 21 hours and i'm i grinded out my weapons and everything so it's not the longest game but it is such a good showpiece and i'm happy i played it makes me kind of want to go revisit 2016 because i never finished it now it's got 60 frames patched so we'll see if that happens in the future but overall great game is is what what this boils down to wonderful fantastic excellent game and great design bravo insomniac (laughs) (laughs) applause going applause everywhere yeah (laughs) so that's rift apart that's most of what i've been playing (laughs) and is there anything besides rift apart I, I, I'm going to rattle off some some stuff. Yeah, let's, let's hear <laughs> In our last couple minutes of this week's episode, I will rattle off. So I've had a, I've had quite the week of... I get like this when, when there's a game I want coming out and I don't have anything to play. I'm like, what should I play? What should I go back to, etc. 
Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. I played some more than that. I'm trying to get to Hunter Rank 1000, or 1000, 100 to fight Valstrax. I ended up fighting him with an online group. It's crazy. It's like a jet engine just zipped in out of nowhere. I said, what? I was like freaking out. Um, but I'm, I'm not quite to Hunter Rank 100 yet. I think I'm like 70 something. Um, right. God Godfall, I played Tower of Trials. I actually beat the standard tower, which isn't what I need the help with. It's just what I'm waiting for matchmaking for is ascended tower but hey i'm getting better it seems like i get better at godfall every time i go back to it after a while which is weird um yeah final fantasy 7 uh remake intergrade i played the update it's cool 60 frames is beautiful on that game it runs very smoothly uh when i got to the like the first of many parts of that game that annoy me and don't get me wrong that's a great game but a lot of it annoys me i'm like i don't know if i got it in me to play this whole game over again uh jedi fallen orders ps5 update i, I played it but then i remembered why i'm not the biggest like d- again don't get me wrong i love the story of fallen order but the game is it's not my favorite and there's something about it that the way the camera moves that makes even the 60 frames feel a little off so there's that tried getting back to marvel ultimate alliance 3 realized that there's still only one viable character uh i played battlefield 5 and battlefield 1 uh maybe i'll talk about those next week (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) i got some things to say uh and uh game builder garage yeah it's very hard i don't know if i'm gonna be able to (laughs) to make anything great on there but uh it's not hard it's it's simple but it does take time and dedication i think the best thing i played on there so far was a, a game called uh, rat race from somebody which is like a three level thing and it's kind of like marble madness i also learned that mark cerny helped develop mm-hmm. or did develop or something like that marble madness and he made knack so <laughs> all the man the and um I'll, I'll talk about this more last week, but Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Expansion Pass, I bought that. I've really been enjoying that. It's a great way to continue playing an already, like, great Switch game. So, I I, I I went back to a few other things, thought about retrying some other things, but it's just been a week where I've been, like, so manic in, like, what should I play, what should I play, what should I play, when really I need to just step back for a second, play some Hyrule Warriors, and go watch some TV shows for a change. <laughs> No, I feel I feel that. <laughs> anyway, you played anything real quick? Um, or been on anything? I don't think so, honestly. I'm trying to think. Fall Guys. Oh, yeah, we played some Fall Guys. Some fall guys. We, we, we talked about that. Yeah. Pretty much it, though. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of in a funk. I've been in a funk for a while. It's for, like, games like games, honestly. Even, like, Death Stranding. Yeah. Even though I have it, I haven't put it in in a while. We got to do the Summer of Switch get back on some of that nes nes snes yeah two-player stuff <laughs> anyway after e3 i went on to game facts which is where i make my list of games that i'm going to buy for the rest of the year and for the switch this year it's insane especially around uh, september october so we're gonna we're gonna catch up on some games here anyway would you say we handled it this week i think yeah i should handle it this week pretty much as always, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a good review, and follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. Tell your friends, tell your family, 
Um, we're always looking for new listeners tell and dog. tell your dog, tell yeah, your dog. <laughs> and tell your cat. Like I always say, uh, any episode is a great place to hop in. Like we're not we're not telling a story here. No, <laughs> I mean we got lore, episode, yeah. we got lore, but there's not a plot. <laughs> and uh, so thank you so much for anyone who listens. And yeah, check out our Twitter. And in addition to Apple, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean, and. We'll be back next week with a little uh, Age of Calamity, probably some Mario Golf, Scarlet Nexus, if I get to that, and whatever else we play, whatever else comes up in the news. And I guess there's not much left to say besides Sega. Please re-release Shadow the Hedgehog. (laughs) I mean, you, you had the song at the Sonic concert. Just please, so I don't have to drag out my Wii and go buy a new GameCube controller. Sega. And that the real Simpsons hit and run was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.